This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! What is going on, party people? Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 27th, and we've got a jam-packed show for you guys this evening. we got to talk about the uh, the highly anticipated match number nine. We're going to put a bow on that. we got to talk about uh, some live boys, some, some plays, some quotes, everything in between there. And, of course, the artist formerly known as the Honda Classic, the Cognizant Classic, shout out to them. Uh, but before we get into that, let me bring in three esteemed gentlemen. I'll kick it off with Mr. Mark Immelman, who will be on the call for PGA Tour Live this week. Mark, what is going on with you? What's up, Patrick? How long have you practiced that intro? Uh, that that was top quality, my friend. Nice job. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, I appreciate I, it. You can I only go downhill it. from that intro. And it will, and it will. Uh, n- next, I'd like to bring in, I guess, to my right, Mr. K- Mr. Kyle Porter. KP, what's up? Uh, not much. I I woke up to uh, some some incredible quotes from one of the great takesmiths of our time, and uh, haven't haven't stopped thinking about them all day. So I'm sure we'll get into it. We'll get into those, and no, 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 those weren't from greg in our group chat despite what people might seem <laughs> he's been on fire lately greg how's your tuesday going so far so far so good i was hoping for a little more of a i don't know patrick a more dramatic introduction rick usually plays it up a little more so i was wow. but look you know what we got to do patrick is next time we'll brainstorm some ideas to really spice up the intro a little more uh, we can come together we'll get a whiteboard we'll draw up some ideas I think we can put together something, you know, suitable to the golf conversations we're going to have for the day. You should have, okay. you, sh- you should have introduced Greg's dance of redemption, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. Come. I mean, in the best, best, I guess, I guess it will be a comeback. I guess it will be a comeback, but first uh, let's get to, uh, let's start off with the match nine last night, DJ Khaled, the rest of the gang <laughs> there at the park golf course in West Palm beach. The match nine presented by Capital One took place. Rory McIlroy won, won it, I guess, and a few other golfers were there as well. He kind of dominated the thing. Uh, but, fellas, what are we doing with the match going on? I mean, has it run its course? Is, it, is this just going to keep on going? What's the temperature in the room? Um, I'll start. 
I think it's has some good elements, but I think it needs a a a, a purpose. You know, and there's some conflicting ideas. You know, there's not a whole lot of alignment that I see with the purpose. For instance, one of the good things about it is it's for charity. That that's great, right? It it doesn't have to be a blockbuster type thing that you know everybody can't wait to watch. It doesn't have to be an instant classic to be for charity. It can be a nice golf event for charity. And it was that. But it, there's something that doesn't sit right with me when you have a charity event and you're you know talking about all the great things you're doing for kids and you got betting going on you know immediately alongside of it it, it just seems like a yeah like an odd combination you go back to the match one tiger and phil playing for nine million dollars that's something you can bet on right that that makes sense those messages align this is a huge match that's a huge bet for nine million dollars and you can bet on it too but th- but last night was we're doing all this great stuff for kids it's awesome to see what we can do in the community and you know rory closest to the pin is minus 210 <laughs> that message just doesn't quite align to me um so again i my overall take on it is there's some good there's some bad and you need there needs to be a you know a more concrete purpose behind it well, well greg, I, greg i guess sorry kyle i i guess it's not where the money comes from it's just that the money is there right or is that the theme of professional golf right now oh well done mark i think what greg is saying is is uh is fair and i would add to it that i don't know what 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 is your intended audience i guess is my question right because it seems like okay well are they trying to get like the kid watching with their mom or their dad are they are they trying to get the sickos like us by bringing in dj khaled like i that's not doing it for me like i i just it seems like they're trying to do like 25 different things and personally i want and somebody mentioned this on twitter like if it was just ernie uh your brother mark i'm just going to start calling him mark's brother uh <laughs> and and charles like be kind of sweet right but you've got like 25 people talking the whole time and they're not really talking about golf. i just want you to talk about golf like you know what the best moment that i saw last night was rory hitting that cut five wood from like 170 yeah and Max just being flabbergasted by the way that he shaped it. Like, I'm into that. And I think that, I, I don't know. Like, when I tune in to, 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 to stuff like that, that's what I want to see. And I think that's what a lot of other people want to see also. I'm feeling you there, Kyle. Uh, you know, I'm part of that audience because it's not often I get to sit down and watch golf. Um, and I was up for this and largely I've been out on the match. I mean, the first one in COVID, I was all in because there was nothing else on TV. And from then on, then on, it's appeared gimmicky in a way. And it's sort of been a bit of a money grab at times. And, and so I was like, yeah, whatever. And I, d- I didn't watch any of them, to be honest with you. But I sat down with an intent to watch what last night's one. And 
in many respects, I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the four personalities. Uh, I thought Rory and Max and Lexi and, and Rose were tremendous. I'm with you on the announcing. I mean, they had all kinds of folks. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you got DJ Khaled pop in there. I mean, <laughs> that's your boy. You're right. It's it's like they are trying with this thing to touch every demographic there is. Yeah. Uh, uh, on a Monday night, and look, I get it because that's how you justify the the the, the money behind the stuff and the money going to charity. But but largely, I enjoyed it. But the next one, uh, unless they got like some people that I really want to watch, is pro I'm not probably probably not turning it on again. The one club challenge, the whole thing, should be a one club challenge. That'd be cool. That'd be something that's pretty cool, right? And you have a, a one club challenge the whole way, and you're talking to Rory about why he chose the club that he chose, right? You're talking to him about how he's going to execute a shot that's difficult. And it kind of turns into Kyle, you've had this idea before, which is a really cool one. You know, it's it turns into a skills competition. Yeah. All of a sudden, a a unique aspect to the game of golf gets brought out and i think that could be really powerful you know they they do um tnt did this really i thought a well-produced kind of breakaway segment into charles barkley versus dj Khaled. but what if that breakaway segment was in you know a, a interview with lexi thompson or a you know a, a bunker lesson with rory mcelroy and charles barkley uh, or you know, <laughs> like so, something that where there's actually some teeth behind it, and they do such a good job with the production aspects. It's just like what they're producing goes nowhere. Who's who's yeah? Who's asking for that the the content that they're producing? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I, I'm with you there too because I remember way back in the day if you go and go and watch on YouTube, um, the old skins games. You know, there'd be whoever showed up there with a microphone after a skin was won. But yeah, you got golfers mic'd up the entire way. And all of a sudden, after someone makes a putt to win, there's Catherine Tappan with a microphone asking two asinine questions, really. And I was like, no, let's just keep going. You know, let's get another hole in, if you will, as opposed to wasting 45 seconds with two questions that weren't really answered of all the ones I saw. I, th I think to that point, Mark, uh, Dan Rappaport said this on Twitter, but you know, this is something that feasibly could be done, uh, at, like as a package produced thing. It does like it doesn't have to be live, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I think that uh, it, it's very different than sport, which does have to be live because you're going to know the outcome and and you care about the outcome. This I don't, I don't care about the outcome. So I would watch it. I would actually be more uh, apt to watch it if it was cut down by half or more because of the because of how little time i'd be spending on it even though even if i did already know who who won because i don't care who won right mm -hmm. and so i think it's i think it's something that would be perfect for that type of scenario and then you lose all the dead time dumb interview question you know whatever that you know that 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 nobody really wants anyway i think your next one you have the skills challenge like you recommend and you have four players that are putting their own money in and they're playing for that to go to charity. Call hmm. Phil up. Yeah. Interesting. Live versus cool. PGA Tour. Play with part of your pocket money. That'd be sweet. I I mean, if you if you taped that and packaged it and like I mean, Josh just said this in the in the chat. I was thinking it earlier. 
you know, like I, I don't watch a ton of YouTube golf, but I've watched it before. Like it's, it's, there are aspects of it that are interesting because it's packaged because it's fairly short because the personalities are interesting. You could, I just think that type of product would be a lot, uh, better and more palatable for the golf fan than than kind of what we're getting hey patrick and then the live golfers can really grow the game because they'll be giving their money back to the game cool huh? <laughs> i mean they, they were growing it last night as well right i mean we saw max signing hats with you know P panther national on it some seminal logos on there these deprived young children finally get into <laughs> golf courses it's it's really nice to see uh but <laughs> i'll be honest i i thought it was i thought it was horrible I, I I could not get behind it. There are too many cooks in the kitchen when it came to the production side. Like you said there, Mark, I mean, Catherine Tappen on number two, asking Lexi Thompson what she learned after three putting one. It's like, yeah, the green speed, obviously. Uh, it was just, uh, it is well-produced, but it's also overproduced to an extent. So I'm kind of out on it. I think uh, we always talk about how the golfers really need to drive it with their personalities. And Max was great. I think Lexi came across great as well. Uh, but you also have, I mean, just DJ Khaled screaming in the camera, just screaming. Not even about camera. golf. No. And it's like, all right, the, the shtick was funny. You beat Charles Barkley in a par three contest. You don't have to bring it up 10 times. I'm sorry. Patrick, so, uh, DJ Khaled or uh, your boy, Bert, what was his name? Oh, Kreischer. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Who, who are you taking? man oh you you, you, the hated, you you hated bird kreischer i might have to go with dj khaled oh honestly. my god <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah that's i mean that's rock hard place me right yeah, there exactly <laughs> that is tough. okay we can uh i think that's enough match talk uh I can't wait for number 10. We'll, we'll be we'll be tuning in for that one. Uh, let's get on to probably the news of the day. One, yeah. Mr. Taylor Gooch, fellow Oklahoma State Cowboy, as our guy. <laughs> and Kyle the Porter. <laughs> don't don't do this. Don't don't Ridden do that. Well there in Stillwater. <laughs> uh, Josh, br uh, bring up the quote from Mr. Gooch today. He was talking to a Golf Digest Australia. Taylor said, "Quote." If Rory McIlroy goes and completes his career Grand Slam without some of the best players in the world, there's just going to be an asterisk. It's just the reality. I think everybody wins whenever the major fi majors figure out a way to get the best players in the world there. End quote. Kyle, given your uh, no proximity to, to Mr. Gooch, I'll, I'll give you the floor first. Uh, he's been... Uh, like you said, a, a take Smith these past couple years, this one, <laughs> throw it up on the resume as well. One of his best works, potentially Mona Lisa, so to speak, I guess, uh, <laughs> when, when you're, th when you see this quote, when you first heard it, what, uh, what, what were your, what was your, your instant reaction? Well, for, first of all, the, the live league is kind of the Oklahoma state, uh, professional league. It kind of is, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of is. With Chuck, Chuck Howe, uh, Matthew Wolf, mm -hmm. Gooch, Peter Uline. I mean, there's like five or uh, Chikara. Mm -hmm. There's like five or six guys that went to Oklahoma State. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, listen, like it's not uh it's not a good look. Here, here's I I've, I'm actually gonna zag a little bit on this, Patrick. Probably go in a different direction. I think that in a lot of ways, um Taylor Gooch is is correct. Like I, I think he I think what he's saying has some merit, but it's like, man, presented in a worse way, right? Presented in like the worst way you you feasibly can by like calling out a future Rory slam because I mean essentially just because you're not there. I mean, what other meaningful live golfers are are not in the masters? It's like Gooch and I, Varner. I don't know. I mean, Neiman's there now. So you've got all these live guys that are there. So you're basically personally asterisking Rory's future slam, which is just an insane like corner to be on, right? Like that's just an insane position. But I think like, uh, you know, it's interesting. If you if you don't want to use the OWGR, if you're Taylor Gooch, like what do you, what do you want to use? Okay, do you want to use data golf? Well, there's a bunch of guys in the data golf top 50 or top 60 that are not in the masters that are on the PGA tour, right? Uh, Taylor Gooch is 40th in data golf. That's he, he's a very good golfer, but it's not as if like the world is necessarily out to get you. Right. I, I just think it, it just is such this like, um, yeah, like mentality of like, Oh, you know, the world's out to get us. Like you, you, you haven't been, you haven't been relevant in mate. Like there's other ways to play your way into major change. Joaquin Neiman went out and did it on the DP world tour in December. Right. Mm -hmm. He went out and won the Australian open. Like there's, there's, there's paths to, uh, to do that. But I, I do think like, I think at the, at the end of the day, like I actually, have some sympathy for where Gooch is coming from, even if the presentation was horrific, because I think that the majors do need to sort of say to themselves, like, hey, how can we kind of be above the the fray with the PGA Tour live stuff and still have the best fields possible, which you know, like the fields have never been perfect, right? Dating back for the last hundred years, you've never had like a perfect field. There's always going to be somebody that's left out. Um, but I, I, I am, I do sort of sympathize with where he's coming from, even though I don't agree at all with the statement. I hear you, Kyle. And I just want to point out a couple of things. First off, I've talked with a couple of masters champions who are not very happy at all that Neiman got an, in, uh, an invitation, but that's just by the by the masters already doing that with the invitation that they sent to Waco Neiman. But as it pertains to Taylor over here, I mean, this is coming from a guy that compared a live golf event when it was at its infancy to the Ryder Cup. And he's like, the vibes are the same. So you got to know, hold on, we're somewhat removed from reality over here. Yeah. And, and then the way I see it, I'm like, look, you have knowledge and you have wisdom. Knowledge is what you know. Wisdom is knowing when to say it and when not to say it. And if you've got a microphone in front of you, I understand the clickbait of it. I understand the fact that you're trying to make a statement and stuff, but just be wise in this situation and don't go and say it in a place where it's going to be, it's going to come out because the worst thing is going to happen now is if Rory does win the masters, then all of, all of a sudden people are going to probably take on Taylor Gooch. So I don't think he's doing himself any favors whatsoever. Yeah. I, and it's all, it's also one of those things, Mark, that you have to understand your, stature and and the power that you do or don't have like if brooks kepka went out and said like took this position 
I think it would be heard as like a legitimate thing because he's a five-time major champion. Taylor Gooch doesn't have a top 12 in a major, right? And so like take reasonable positions based on the amount of, 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 of power that you've earned. I mean, yeah, major champions do and should have power. And Taylor Gooch doesn't have a top 10 in a major. And I just think that that's, uh, it's something that he needs to consider before, before saying stuff like that. Think of it before you open your mouth. Golly. I made a choice and now I want you to change your rules based on my choice. Right. It, it, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. The major championships have had rules in place for hundreds of years. Uh, and, and there's not really anywhere that says hey, we're going to do everything we can to get the best players in this field. Right. It becomes arbitrary at some point. If Taylor Gooch didn't leave to go play live, but left to go play basketball, would he still be, uh, would he still be demanding a spot in the majors? Cause he's a, he's a, he's playing basketball now, but he's still a great golfer. Like, like you're not doing anything to meet up to the qualifications that they have. So until you do that, don't ask them to change because of a decision that you made. That, that doesn't make any sense. And, and then the, the other thing is uh, on the asterisk, there's one time I remember where asterisks have been brought up and it's when Tiger Woods was out and Potter Carrington was winning majors. And you think about all the other situations where one guy, that's really what we're talking about here. One guy is left out of a major and, and the past that's been due to injury, Dustin Johnson in 2017. Does Sergio Garcia get an asterisk because DJ fell down the stairs? No, that was never brought up. Rory McIlroy in 2015 misses the Open at uh, at St Andrews. Does Zach Johnson have an asterisk for for missing uh, for winning that Masters because Rory uh, hurt himself playing soccer? No, it's never brought up. It's been brought up one time when a guy who won has won 15 majors now and won at a 30 percent clip through his career, missed a couple of majors. He had also won, I think, like six of seven starts that year. So it's like a reasonable thing to bring up. And still the consensus is, no, there's not an asterisk. So this is wrong on so many levels. I think uh, I agree with the the asterisk thing. I thought you were going to go in a completely different direction and go towards Mark's one-and-done record. Uh, not not the prior major championships. Myself. Hey, I won that league last year. I won because, that league. <laughs> when Greg goes, the only time an asterisk has been brought up, I was like, oh, he's going, he's, he's he's going, going for it. He's going to one and done. <laughs> I, I, I will say I do agree with uh, Kyle from the perspective of Gooch is kind of a gunslinger when it comes to what's on his mind. And for us who get to talk about the game, get to analyze and, and write about it, I love it. It's awesome. I wish more people were like it. Could he have come across a different way? Sure. Absolutely. But it's fine in my book. And as for the major championship qualification, you got to remember, this is a guy who was in the U.S. Open last year at first. They changed the qualification. And he, and he said, I'm not going through local. Sorry, guys. Sergio Garcia did it. And he said, I'm too good for it. I don't want to do it. And he missed the U.S. Open last year. So there's an asterisk on Wyndham Clark's victory as well. And then finally, back to the Joaquin Neiman point, 
of him qualifying. You got Dean Burmeester, who also qualified for the Open. David uh, Pooge just qualified for the Open with a win on the Asian Tour, I believe, as well. So there yeah. are avenues for these guys to get in, and these live golfers, because they are good enough, have been able to. And I think one th- one final point, it's 2024, this major championship season, 2019 Masters winner, five-year exemption, Patrick Reed, it's coming up. And I'm just, you know, maybe he wins one this year, maybe he doesn't, but in 2025, to Kyle's point about Brooks, if Patrick Reed was out of major championships, given the, uh, you know, perspective given what he has done on the major championship stage it is far different than someone like taylor taylor gooch missing a major championship well that that's a point that i was i think it's he was 18 tiger was 19 but your point remains like it it ends and it ends in 25 and i think that's what i was going to bring up is like this doesn't seem like that big of a deal right now because you're like whatever taylor gooch like you're like Rory winning the Masters doesn't. I mean, it, it's it's laughable. Like Greg said, that there would be an asterisk next to it. But I do think that there is some concern if the Live PJ Tour thing doesn't get resolved. That like, okay, what about when your DJs or your Brysons or people like that start falling out of majors and 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 there's not really like that 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 is when it becomes more of a uh like a a real concern and that's where i i look at at the majors and i'm like you guys don't even need the owgr like use the data golf use use whatever system that you want to kind of be above the fray i mean i i think taylor gooch is one of the 50th 50 best players in the world and whether that means he should get an invite to the masters i i don't like i'm not i don't run the masters i don't run the pga championship like they can invite who they want and i trust that all those organ all those organizations are incentivized to have the best possible field right or to have the best possible tournament that's why they extended an invite to joaquin neiman like i mean this literally just happened uh with a live golfer um so yeah, I, I just I have some I have some concern about the OWGR as a determiner of like who actually the best players in the world are. And I think that starts to more holes in that are, are will be revealed as time goes on. Just one more thing, uh, Patrick. Um, if you've been paying attention, you would have heard Greg Norman doubling down on social media about the world ranking points. And it seems like the narrative's coming out. And, and you know, remember when Liv began, we saw all and sundry tweeting and coming out whenever they had a microphone in front of their face talking about how they were growing the game and they were doing this for golf and, and it's not about the money and, and the official world golf ranking is a thing of the devil. And it almost seems to me now that they've got Ram that there's a renewed push. And now they're pulling off the Anthony Kim coup. I mean, this is such a big one. Now, now they're all after the media again and they're trying to make headlines. And it just appears to me the Taylor Gooch is a real company guy. So obviously he's getting a really nice deal from Greg and the Piff and all that sort of thing. And he's just playing ball because he kind of has to. Because remember, we've even seen John Rahm and his Letterman jacket going on all the shows describing <laughs> why he's done this stuff. So I feel like this is company policy. And Taylor Gooch, yes, he's a gunslinger, but he's just towing the party line right now. All right. I, I mean, from one company man to another, you got you got to respect it to, uh, to respect <laughs> that. Uh, we'll uh, we'll continue this conference uh, conversation after a 
quick word from one of our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back from one gunslinger to another. AK is allegedly back. There hasn't been a full announcement. He's there in Jeddah. Uh, Live Golf has not named him in any of their posts. They haven't formally announced it. They haven't shown his face. Uh, but the Dance of Redemption is set to take place this week. In the beautiful King Abdullah Economic City, I got some images. Stock images. This is pretty much what you, what you uh, what you need to see. This, spark this, notes. This looks insane. Yes, uh, this is pretty much the uh, Live Golf hype video. Uh, they're missing a few key pictures here of the egg of the rainstorm. I believe there were two kangaroos potentially fighting in one of the scenes. <laughs> uh, Let me describe but, what we're seeing for the the listener now. We have volcanoes spewing out of a volcano, lava and such. Then there's a tree, a remote-looking tree in the desert with clouds, dramatic clouds behind there, and it's uh, it's on fire. <laughs> then we have some Spartan-looking gladiator dude standing on top of a fortress, but you only see the shadow. And then you see AK's sort of silhouette, the top of the backswing. Then there's a silhouette of somebody. Maybe it's Greg. And then there's one giant eyeball. <laughs> now, now, if this was Anthony, Anthony doesn't have greenish blue eyes. I know that for certain. So I'm not sure why the eyeball is in there. I mean, I yeah. don't know why any of this is in here. <laughs> I don't know why the video was made. I mean, this is just so emblematic of, of what Liv is, right? Which is just this eternal hype machine with like you know very compared to what the hype is very little bite and i think it's just such a perfect landing spot for somebody who was probably he was a great personality and i and i think that golf needs characters like him but as a player he he was he's always been sort of mythologized right like where we we like who we remember is not like really what he was as like at least consistently as a player his highs were high i mean he he was like at times really really good but he was not scotty shuffler certainly he wasn't even like a xander or a morikawa yeah he's not colin morikawa who's at a three in the same age and so i think this is just so like perfect for live because it's sort of the it's the difference between like what we think we are and what we actually are. And that's sort of what their league represents. Mm. The eye might be Illuminati not potentially there, Mark. Okay. I'm not too sure, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot, the whiteboarding that had to go on in that creative room to be a fly on the wall. Let me tell oh. you. I, I would love to see it, Patrick. I couldn't agree. Like how, uh, what, what do we want to be? Like we were talking about this with the match. What's the purpose? What's the audience we're going after? Like there, this looks to me like a, a drill, um, something that you learn in maybe kindergarten um, or a when you put this picture up here, 
it, it looks like a, I'm not a robot test. You know, which yeah. one of these things is not like the other? Oh, well, the, the golfer in the lower left. <laughs> you know, you got like a, a a warrior. You got an eyeball. You got a, a another random shadow. Right. And a couple of pictures of fire. That's and a New York Times game. Yeah, you got to click all the ones that have have uh have eyeballs in them so the the bottom three and the top right all have eyeballs in them ostensibly (laughs) well i just i i don't understand it um you know patrick uh josh said in the chat that it was romanticized he used that word which i think is a great word to describe anthony kim Uh, and and this is like a tour that's romanticizing or attempting to romanticize itself. I think it I will should, st- sorry, Patrick, I just think it should be said for posterity's sakes that um I'm not sure if it's the insurance that he's getting or the the um the payout, the uh the retirement. Uh, Anthony Kim would give up whatever that pretty large amount was if he came back to the PGA tour. So this is a real calculated decision here too because he's like, okay, I can go over to live and I'm getting whatever I'm getting, and I'm still padding my retirement over here. I'm not so sure what the provisions are in the tour's bylaws for that, so I'm keen to see how this whole thing shakes out, because I'm sure there'll be something said about it in the next few days, if indeed he does play. It is all very interesting. Uh, you know, what is his contract length going to be? He's going to be an individual wild card, right? He, he's two of the individuals, him and Hudson Swafford this week. Does he eventually join a team? I guess when when there's another expansion, maybe Legion 14. I'm not too sure. Uh, and you know, obviously, obviously, how is he gonna play? I, I was there as a young buck at his win at Congressional. It was one of the first golf tournaments I attended, so maybe there is some nostalgia attached to him. But I am excited to see him play. I don't get why they rolled him out in Jetta. Was it to protect him from eyeballs? I don't know. Was it maybe that's what the to, eyeball is? Maybe was it for him to shake hands and kiss babies there? Uh, you know, meet some of the stakeholders. I don't know, but I would have I would have rolled him out in Las Vegas or probably still negotiating the contract, or I, I would have rolled him out, you know, playing with the pro am with Donald Trump and Doral. And that would have made an awfully lot more noise than than what's happening this week. What if I would have told you like six years ago, Patrick, that Anthony Kim would return in, in King Abdullah Economic City to a lava video? <laughs> what would you, I mean, he, what would you even have thought? He uh, transitioned to like music. He's a, a rapper now or something. Right. Or <laughs> yeah, like I don't even, it, it's such an insane scenario that we're, that we're all, looking at and just kind of like yeah i mean that's kind of what this kind of what it is because it's become very normalized it, yeah it has it's uh it's been it's just a weird time in general in general um all right we got to get to the cognizant classic in florida palm beach the bear trap the honda classic no the classic at palm beaches no the cognizant classic really good field Relative to past years, seems to it was beholden to some scheduling changes the past couple of years, and the field was reflective of that. But we got world number two Rory McIlroy in the field, fresh off his historic victory at match nine with an asterisk next to it, obviously. Number nine, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim, Cameron Young, Young Cameron, Sepstraka, Matthew Pavon 
the FedEx Cup leader who forgoed Tiger's event for the Honda Classic. The cojones on him. Chris Kirk and Russell Henley. Uh, really nice field. Transitioning from Bumpy Poana onto Bermuda. The Southeast guys will love it. Uh, Mark, what what are uh, kind of your uh, initial takeaways, your your knee jerk reaction when when we got you know a, a few bigger names than usual there at PGA National? Well, good for PGA National because it's the kind of place where the golf course oftentimes is the star, and it's always kind of the redheaded stepchild when you have the Florida swing, when you go to Bay Hill, which is the king's place, and then of course the players, and you know Valspar is a sneaky sort of like low key ascended up in the rankings because of the quality of the golf course. So to have eight or nine of the top 30, I think is awesome. And then just from a selfish standpoint, being on the call for PGA Tour Live is going to be exciting. And and I got my assignment from my producer earlier today, and it's just a quick text that goes, Rory, Kirk, Knapp. And I smiled when I saw it because, look, watching Rory for 18 holes is fun. Chris Kirk just goes about the game well, and it's the kind of golf course that that really suits the way he plays. And then Jake Knapp, who's fresh off a win. He's turned heads already. I'm keen to see how he buttons things down or kind of battens the hatches a bit at a place like the champion course because you can't just open up and smash driver there everywhere. So it's going to be a fun day. And I'll tell you what, Thursday morning, first thing, having those guys out there, what a way to sort of kick off, kick off the Florida swing. Mark, this is a, a golf course that typically uh, can kick some teeth in. Do, do, is there like a love-hate relationship from players with PGA National, you think? Um, well, a lot of folks have respect for it. Everyone I've spoken to, you talk about it, and the first word out of their mouths is difficult or tough or demanding because it just is. I mean, you've got to play par fours well there, and there's no real freebies. And it's the kind of thing where the rough isn't just disastrous. It's just enough of that Bermuda stuff. It's about an inch and a half, maybe two, a little wispy at times uh, and dry. And then you have a ball coming out of that stuff to some of those targets, and you've got no chance to stop the ball on the greens. Then you add to that the this sort of precocious wind that's going on that's in and out and gusty at times. And then you have targets that look like thimbles down there, even if you're in the fairway. So it's a mental, it's an emotional test, and it's going to test you from tee to green. So I don't know if it's love or hate. There's a whole lot of respect, though, I would say. Interesting. And uh, Greg, world number two, Rory McIlroy returns. First time since 2018. Start of a very busy stretch. Playing the next three weeks. Going to play in Texas as well. Before the Masters. I mean, after a kind of... There's some good golf and some bad golf there for Rory on the West Coast. I mean... What are the expectations? It seems like he should win every time he tees it up, but it's all probably one eye on Augusta, right? You know, this is, um, he is head and shoulders above the rest in this field. So he is a deserving favorite, but this is a, this is the kind of golf course Mark alluded to this where, you know, stars are dangerous, right? The, this cut can be missed very easily because danger lurks around every corner. Uh, and when you look at what Rory McIlroy has done so far this year, you think about what he did at Spyglass Hill in the first round. He was six under uh, leading the tournament, makes a double bogey, and then takes a penalty because of you know one errant shot. And all of a sudden, there's a big number, and he's out of the tournament. He makes a big number, uh, a couple big numbers, uh, in that closing stretch at the Genesis 
in the first round. You think to what he did in Dubai and made a couple of, you know, rather large mistakes, costly mistakes, even though he won one of those tournaments. And and so Rory McIlroy this year in 2024 has struggled with big numbers. And this golf course, more than any other that we've played so far, and maybe more than any other that we'll play all year, uh, offers the opportunity for big numbers. So I have my concerns about Rory McIlroy, but at the same time, I certainly understand why he's the favorite. And I wouldn't be surprised if he won. He's just going to have to clean up some things in his game in order to get that done. Kyle, is there anything Rory can do this week that'll change your opinion uh, come the second week of April? For the Masters, uh, not, uh, not really. I mean, the Masters is just so separate, s- such a separate thing for him. I, I think, I mean, it hadn't been a great start to the to the PGA Tour year, and I think if you look at, I mean, Greg's right. It's been like three holes early that just kind of he played his way out of two tournaments on those three holes, or maybe two holes. Uh, in the first round at Pebble, and then uh, again at at Riv. So, I don't know. I think in the same way that Tony Fina had one bad hole in the first round in Mexico and bounced all the way back to a top, whatever he was, top 12, top 14, I sort of feel the same way about Rory, that the form is very good, and I would expect him to to top 10. I think it's concerning if he, again, finishes outside like the top 40 or whatever. I think that's a little bit concerning almost more so for the players championship than the masters. Because again, I think the masters is such a separate thing for him. Fair enough. Fair enough. And we will see coming up. If one, Mr. Rory McIlroy is on any of our best bets or maybe even one and done cards, but first let's take a break and hear a word from one of our partners. And we are back. Josh, pull up the betting cards from us four. Josh gives us $50 for a matchup, $30 for a finishing position, and $10 for a couple outrights as well. Greg, we'll start with you. You're going with an even money darling. Ooh, and so someone else. So uh, talk about your matchup. Yeah, how about that? Um, Mark, wise choice. (laughs) I have Steven Yeager over Corey Connors this week. Uh, I'm a big fan of Steven Yeager. This isn't the last time he'll show up on uh, on my card. A little foreshadowing there. I, I love what he's done with his game. He's made some real significant improvements and throughout last year showed tremendous consistency. Uh, he's made 22 cuts in a row. He is has clearly has control over his golf ball, and he's starting to show us ceiling capability. What, now, Yes, if I were to look at this yesterday before doing the DFS episode with Rick, I would have been concerned about Corey Connors because I like his game here. But Rick brought up some really interesting things about his short game. And, and I do believe this golf course requires uh, a complete game. And Corey's game right now is is not that. So it, that's uh, concerning for me. And it was enough to lead me to believe that Steven Yeager will beat Corey Connors this week. Mark, you got anything to add on top since uh, you guys are uh, riding together on this one? What he said. I'm on board. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, KP, you are going against, uh, you know, Cat, who made his name first heard at this tournament a season ago. What is your matchup? Yeah, I've got Tom Kim over Eric Cole. Eric Cole's dropped off a little bit since uh, the very start of the year. I was dropped kind of what? Do what? Dropped off what? Well, let's pull up his finishes. 
Okay. Yeah. He finished. Uh, he finished t- top fifteen at both Hawaii events. T twenty one at the American Express. Missed the cut at Farmers. T uh, fourteen at Pebble. T forty nine at Phoenix. And then T ten at Genesis. So it bounced back to at Genesis a little bit, but he just hasn't been as consistent as he was like throughout the fall and into the beginning of the year. And uh, I like the way that Tom Tom Kim's game is trending in the right direction. He he was good at uh, at Phoenix. He's been good over the last several weeks. And I like that it's a plus money matchup over Eric Cole. And I'm going with Kyle went with young Tom Kim. I'm going. I'm picking on young Cameron. I'm going Russ Bus Henley, even money over Cameron Young. Uh, I mean, former champ, accurate off the tee, fantastic tee to green. Southeast boy, Cam Young, show me something. Like, come on, brother. It, it just it just hasn't happened yet. So that is Russell Henley plus 100 over Cam Young for me. Tom Kim plus 105 over Eric Cole for KP. And Jaeger over Connors, even money. For both Mark and Greg. Finishing positions. I'm going with one of Mark's boys, Cbez. He's been playing fantastic golf this year, has already collected a winner's check. I think he might, you know, even collect a second one this week, but I'm gonna be conservative. Top 30 at plus 150. And KP, you're going with uh, a guy I'm quite fond of as well. Yeah, your boy Russ. Uh he's been really good recently, but also really good at this course. If you look at course history. Uh, he's got a ton of good finishes here. Um, yeah, so I really like both history and current form for, for Russ Henley. That is top 20 plus 130 for Kyle. And Mark, this guy's yeah. been poking his head a couple a couple weeks in a row now. Who who, uh, who do you got? I'm kind of going with Rick Gaiman's been talking about Maverick McNeely a lot. And Rick has been fairly good at this stuff. So uh, I saw him at for a top 40 at plus 105 because look open disclosure i saw seabears there at a top 30 for plus 150 and i'm like mm, that's enterprising but maverick mcneely inside the top 40 and you're getting positive money i was like sign me up i'm there marcus signed up for mav top 40 and greg you're picking on a guy who uh i believe it was last year was shirtless around this golf course playing in the mud a little bit maybe once or twice uh who's your pick uh in route to a t49 finish my pick is <laughs> Akshay Batia, uh, top 40, plus 105. I, I love Akshay's game. And I'm looking at all, I, I just wanted to get him on the board, looking at his pricing and where he sits in the odds board in general, where he sits in DraftKings prices. I feel like there's just no respect for him. Now, the one mistake I probably made is going top 40. Um, I probably should have gone top 20 with Akshay. Because lately it's been miscut or top 15 finish. Um, so I, I, it's not necessarily a safe guy like I would with typically go with for a top 40. But I, I like Akshay Batia when there's palm trees around. There's plenty of them here. Love his game. Love him for a top 40. Uh, yes, the old palm tree co- correlation play. I've, have, I've had it in my model as well throughout the years. It's a nice... Uh, <laughs> nice play. I I, uh, I endorse it. Uh, and let's get into the outrights. Let's start off, Greg. Let's kick it back to you since I like one of your picks. Who, uh, yeah. who you got one in the Cognizant Classic? This yeah, week? I got a JT Post. And you want to hear both? Yeah. The, the other one you really like is uh, Cbez. Who you got in the top thirty? I uh, I um 
typically wouldn't pick Poseidon for to win, but the way this year has gone on the PGA Tour, it's been just some um, guys you wouldn't expect to win. And I look at his game, and he's made a huge improvement with his iron play. Uh, he's been finishing inside the top 30 consistently, and it feels like he's ready to pop off and win. And on a golf course like this, the one weakness in his game has been really his distance. And I don't think that'll be penalized here. So his style, I think, can work. And when it comes to JT Poston, he's been great in every area. He's accurate off the tee. He's accurate with iron play approaches. And his short game is uh, very underrated. He's ninth on tour this year and strokes gain around the green. He's putting very well. And it feels like JT Poston has been due since the 3M Open last year. Uh, and this could be the week when he crosses the finish line. Uh, yes. Who, who could forget that Sony second hole? Hopefully there's not a, a redo or a, a, you know, something similar happened for posting on 18 this time around. Uh, Mark, you've got a couple guys who have come close here in the past, but haven't gotten across the finish line. Who are your picks to win? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm kind of inside golf a little bit with this. Both Eric Cole and Ben Arndt live in Florida. They're both really nice strikers of the golf ball, both draw the golf ball. And I feel like this golf course sort of loves a draw because those closing stretch of holes, the prevailing wind comes in and off the left. When you've got water down the right, it's nice to be able to hold a draw up against that sort of thing. And so with Eric Cole's record and the way he's been playing, I actually talked to him earlier this week and he sounds pretty confident. He's really happy with where things are. Um, and then Ben Arn, who's had a couple top fives around this place. Um, I'm sort of with Greg. I, I feel like someone's going to turn heads and it's going to be one of those sorts of events that'll be exciting, but it won't be some blue chip that wins. So I feel like one of those two is probably not a bad bet. Benny on very popular in the, uh, the gambling community this week, Mark. So a sharp play on your end and Kyle, Mr. Worldwide uh, putting the, uh, the question is golf played around the world answering it. He's got a pick in King Abdullah Economic City and in West Palm Beach. Who you got this week, KP? Yeah, I've got Joaquin Neiman uh, in uh, King Abdullah, 11 to 1. I don't know if he's the favorite, but he's up there. Uh, uh, Rick uh, Rick Gaiman actually talked me into this. His Rick Run Good newsletter was talking about Neiman at, specifically at that course. And obviously, he's been really good over the last uh, couple months really i'm i'm making a pick here and pga tour because i want to go four for four it's so mm. difficult to go four for four on this board and i've got cashmere keith at the honda he's got a win and a t9 in his last four starts there he's playing great golf he's he's really uh, been striking it well good approach play and uh you know like like craig and mark talked about earlier it's a it's a ball strikers course it's a really difficult course and he's had a lot of success there Yep, and uh, he he uh, he edged out Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, and his win in 2019. Brooks actually going for the three-peat in Jeddah this week, so he, he's a name Joaquin will have to skirt past. I'm going with Corey Connors. I know the short game concerns are there. I'm hoping the switch from West Coast to East Coast can uh, kind of alleviate some of that stress. He's striking the ball great. And then the septic tank himself, former champion, Sepp Strzok, a 45-1. to There's just something about Georgia Bulldogs around this place. Uh, the results have been great so far this year, but he's striking the ball well, and I think he's going to get it going this week again. Tell the That's truth. Not... Tell the okay. truth. You just picked Sep because you wanted to get septic 
tank into the <laughs> I love Seb Straka. I love Seb Straka. Are you kidding me? If every time, anytime you can give me an Austri- Austrian born Georgia bulldog who lives in Alabama, who loves Diet Coke in the Southeast United States, I will be betting him. So still sounds like someone bet you that you couldn't get the word septic tank into the show. (laughs) Sub's going to do it. This isn't a Jimmy Fallon bit, Mark. Come on. Uh, All right. We got, uh, we got more from producer Josh. He gives us each 50 more dollars to bet on anything we want. The auditing has been McKenzie like this season. Uh, There's been some, uh, I guess you could say asterisks uh, next to some of these totals. Uh, But uh We'll get going. I think, uh, Mark, let's kick it off with you because <laughs> I'm just now looking and we'll blame the auditing on uh, for, for this record, but uh, let's get you off the schneid here. Still with a goose egg, no wins in five attempts. Um, and I'm going, I, I, I was wanting to go Maverick McNeely top 40, but then I saw Ben Silverman down there who's Canadian, who lives in the southeast of Florida there. Um, he went to Florida Atlantic University. He's been playing pretty well lately, playing with a lot of emotion because he was on the tour, then off the tour, now back on the tour. And there's a few good finishes lately. So I feel like, hey, almost a home game for Silverman. Been playing well, comfortable in the environment. Top 40 plus 140. Let's get it. This is going to be the week, Patrick. It's going to be the week. I am rooting for you. (laughs) I'm just rooting for you. That's all I can really say. Greg, you're going with Mr. Consistency, who uh, might be flashing a lot of upside lately. Who you got? Yeah, Steven Yeager, top 20. Uh, I talked about him a little bit in the matchup. I I love what he's done so far with his game this year. It really goes back all the way to last year. Um, And this is my only only best bet so far of the year has been Steven Yeager, top 20. And uh, I beat Mark to the first win. (laughs) <laughs> starting last week. So I'm going to roll it right back again. Plus 190. It's like there's just no respect. He's a top 20 machine. Um, so I love it this week. Lock it up. Wow. Undefeated, Greg. Both you and Mark have perfect records in varying ways. Uh, <laughs> Kyle's split down the middle, four and four, but a nice 22% ROI. Dollar sign KP is crashing so far in 2024. KP, who you got this week? I've got JT Poston. Uh, I think was it Greg that you had him earlier? Yeah, yep. Yeah, Love he, he's Poston. he's been just awesome this year. The one time I think I had him for uh, I had him for something at, at Phoenix, which I think is the only miscut he's had. But he bounced back with a T ten at Riv uh, a couple weeks ago, and yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been tremendous so far this year. So I, I like him to top twenty at plus one fifty. I like it. He leads this field in total strokes gained over the last uh, last half year, I believe. So all signs point to a big result coming soon. I'm going with the positivity parlay once again. It's been kicking my ass. Uh, this is the UGA Tour slash winners only edition. Russell Henley, Keith Mitchell, Seb Straka, Chris Kirk, all to make the cut three to one. If it happens, I will be back in the black where I belong. <sighs> That's just a lot of guys. To, I, know. To, <laughs> I know. At PGA, at PGA National. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. I like all those guys this week, but it's it's uh, just one hole and your week is ruined. It, it feels like it should be more like five to one. 
Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the confidence you guys have in me this week. That is... I'm pulling for you just because. <laughs> oh, the water ball on 18 when I need a like a birdie from Substrock on the 36 hole to make the cut, and he just blows it right with a second. It's going to be glorious. I can't At least wait. they'll go for it. Exactly. And, I mean, we got a cut this week. So we got we to gotta count our blessings, right? It's going to be great on Friday. I'm, I'm happy to do it for entertainment. My wallet, not so much. That is JT Post in top 20, plus 150 for KP. Mark's got the Canadian Ben Silverman from FAU, top 40, plus 140. And Greg is riding the Jaeger Bomb this week, top 20, plus 190. Josh, pull up the one and done. Let's see who we have selected this week. Drum roll. Ooh, okay. Okay, just one double up. One double. We got uh these are the updated ones on the right. Okay, Boomer still leading at five point. We'll give them five point six. Pat Sullivan, big boy, and and Mike M rounding out the top five. We're pretty uh pretty far away from uh the top five fellas and uh, me in particular. So I got weird this week. I'm going with Christian Bezedenut to win this week for my one and done. Thought about a few other names that are on this list, but I kind of outthunk myself, I guess, outthought myself. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going with Cbez. I'm at 950. Mark, who you got? I'm right on your tail. You can see me in the rear view. I'm well, coming for you. Well, I was looking up at you for about five weeks, so it's good <laughs> to be the other way around. Um, there was no thinking on my behalf. Uh, I was planned. I was planning for this. And then my decision was galvanized when I spoke with him on Monday. Um, Eric Cole, Home game, he seems confident. He loves the golf course. Nova Southeastern way, went to college, played here. It was almost their home course, basically. And so there's a level of comfort there, and the game is solid enough. And, you know, he puts these greens beautifully. So Eric Cole for me. That's a smart pick. I'm surprised you're the only one doing it. Greg, you are doubled up with Rick, who is 300,000 ahead of you. So, uh, you know, best case scenario, you're in second at the end of the week, but who, who uh, tell the listeners who you got. Yeah, it's not going to change. I don't know if it would have changed my pick anyway. This is just a, uh, simply a gut feeling on JT Poston. Kyle mentioned how well he's been playing. It's five of six top 20 finishes. It feels like he's due for a, for a win due to hold the trophy. I'm not going to miss out on it. I'm going JT Poston. I like it. I think I picked him at this tournament last uh, last year, so he should be in the clear. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> you are kind of right there in the middle, 1.7 million. A win this week could, could do wonders for you. Who you got? Yeah, I got I got big Russ. I, I thought more of you guys would pick him. Uh, I, I do think a lot of our pool will pick him. Uh, by the way, producer Josh is 174th in the pool out of a, out of a, about a thousand. So he's leading the way. Patrick, I think is 650th. So we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> making up the middle class there, uh, of, of the pool. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have Russ Henley this week. He's like, you guys talked about great at, at PJ national and I'm, I'm the only one that has him, which is always good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of that pick right now. Uh, Rick also went with JT Post, and he's at 1.8. Rick never rounds up, so I'm not going to round up for him. And producer Josh leading the way for us, the only one in the 2 million club. He's going with the defending champion, Chris Kirk. 
Lone Wolf in it at the top. We'll see if he can stay at top. So that is Chris Kirk for Josh, JT Poston for Rick and Greg. KP's got Russ Henley, Mark, the Coltrane, Eric Cole, and I've got Christian Bazaden Hoot. Gentlemen, I've got one final question for you all. Shane Lowry is plus 190 to finish inside the top 20 at the Cognizant Classic. Anthony Kim is plus 190 to finish inside the top 20 at Live Golf Jetta. Which one would you rather have? Lowry. How many guys are playing in Jetta? 54. So it's going to basically top off of the field. Mm -hmm. Lowry. <laughs> this is tough for me. Lowry. I think Lowry's the, the correct play. I mean, 12 years is pretty right. long. It's <laughs> pretty long. I just wanted to make is... sure it wasn't like an 18-man field, you know? So, yeah, like the hero. You're exactly. Uh, the hero getting world ranking points. Bad look. But, yeah, I mean, 12 months is a long time, Patrick. If you think about guys like even Zalatoris, right? It's eight months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 12 years ago. Were there even like cell phones? I don't. I don't even know, it's, right? But it's the redemption song. I mean, it's the return of the Messiah, isn't it? Well, what the is dance? The redemption dance. That was so weird. Uh, all right, that's <laughs> there. It is. There it is. I am not a robot. That's, that that might be all time, Greg. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, we'll we'll, ra we'll wrap it up. Uh, it, no one has anything else. Yeah, I tell you, I do. Thursday morning, yep. I see the leader in our little group and the one and done has Chris Kirk. He's in my group. I'm going to wear my black shirt, not my black hat, and I'm going to bring my best black widow out there to get Chris Kirk off his game. So he misses it. Yeah. And oh. then we'll be all right. So you guys are welcome. Man, Josh, talk about asterisks again, Mark. <laughs> Remember the the uh, the hey. Wyndham Championship? Russell Henley out of the rain delay? The screenshot how, how Rick took of you shaking his hand? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah. <laughs> you hexed him. You hexed him for us. Uh, but all is fair. All is fair and one and done. Always. I appreciate the uh, the gamesmanship. All right. That is all we got for you guys today. For Kyle Porter, you can find him at Kyle Porter CBS. For Greg Ducharme, you can find him at The Real GFD. For Mark Immelman, you can find him on PGA Tour Live on the Mark Podcast. And Mark underscore Immelman. I'm Patrick McDonald. This was your first cut podcast, your Cognizant Class preview, your Taylor Gooch reaction show. We'll be catching you guys next time. <laughs>